Like, they don't know what a crick in the neck is. They don't know what, like, a fucking Charlie horse is. They don't know what any, any pains are. The baby is so damn unbothered with this world that it can just roll over and go to sleep right after laughing is there. And that's what I aim for. You know, you know this is a What type of cold is that? What are we talking about? Like, not like the way that other people hear them, like through a microphone. If you did come across someone that was the complete opposite, it would sound something like, oh, I love hearing myself talk. Yeah. You know, and then what does that person sound like? <laughs> you know you know what I mean? Who, what does the person look like? It's just like, oh my gosh, I love my voice. I love listening to myself talk. I could listen to myself talk all day long. Like, you don't want to be that person. No. So I think it's better to be on the other side where you're just okay, like, okay. it's weird. Yeah, when I first started, do I hated listening to my voice for like 60 episodes like the first 60 episodes i did not enjoy at all listening to my voice yeah um but jordan thank you for being here as as i already yes. told you before i um i recognized the level of peculiarity that <laughs> is asking someone to come on a podcast but it's so cool because it's sort of like this weird superpower because I've met so many people and had so many discussions on here that I would have never had otherwise. Mm -hmm. But it's like someone listens and they're like, oh, man, I would love for you to have a conversation with a friend of mine. And then they'll put me in touch with that friend. The friend will come over. We'll do a conversation. Yeah. But if I didn't have the microphones and the mixer and the laptop and the light, if, I, if there was no podcast, it's a very different thing to just be like, hey, go hang out with my friend. Like, just go sit down and talk to him. Like, that's a weirder request yeah. than, hey, go on this guy's podcast. So simply because I have these microphones, I can, you know, more easily get people to come and hang out and just chat, which is really all it is I'm doing anyway. Yeah. So it's cool. So I, I respect you for coming here and just doing something that is <laughs> weird and particular and peculiar. No, it's interesting. I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> what, what made you do this? Like, say yes to coming here? Yeah, for sure. I don't know. It's new, you know? I was okay. like, why not? I mean, I don't have anything against it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I did want to start this off with something because we've been talking about a lot of different relaxing elements. Oh, yeah. Right, in life. <laughs> um, and before you got here, I had this little, that Brookstone shoulder massage thing you see right there with yep. the two straps. Mm -hmm. My dad gave me that. And then I also have this... Um, this weird thing here that turns on, this vibrates. It's weird, but it's for your feet to stand on and like create blood circulation on your feet. So you roll your feet on it, and you know what I mean. It kind of like massages your feet. Mm -hmm. And I promise this all leads somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to ask you, yeah, because you do plan on having a big home. Mm -hmm. If you got to have one or at least your very first personal professional such as a personal nutritionist or um, a physical fitness trainer or a chef a personal chef or a personal chauffeur something like that what would you what would you go for first like what would you want on your 
very large estate first. Mm. This is going to give me some some semblance of an idea of maybe what some of your values are here. It could go two ways. That's the thing. Oh, well, let's do it. Let's do two. Because there are a lot of different personal professionals that you could hire. Yeah. There's a lot of things you could do. If I could. Financial advisor. Yeah. There's a tons yeah. of stuff. So what would you do? If I could choose someone right now. Okay. Yeah. Future. Let's do that. Oh, that's a good way of looking at it. I guess yeah, just, that's what I was yeah, just like right now, if you could have one. Right now? That's a good point. Oh, that's a good question. That's a good way to reverse it. Mm. Right now. I think I might still do the same. But <laughs> but I'm going to let you finish. Go first. I don't, I don't know the person for it. I don't know the name. But like a professional, not like financial advisor, but something like that. Someone that like. A professional rich person, someone that can like guide me to like mm. how to do investments and oh, okay, how to okay. get into like properties and all that. Um, That's someone I would want. Okay, that might be that might be that some sense. it might be some sort of financial advisor. Yeah, that's kind of like a maybe a mix between a financial advisor and a just like a life coach. Yeah, just kind of trying to show you a successful life coach. A though. successful <laughs> one. Yeah, life coach is this kind of interesting like bag to be in. Because, like, they legitimately just tell people, like, what's best for their life. Like, how – I'd love to know how that goes. Like, when you meet a life coach, I'm assuming it's just like getting a physical fitness trainer. Like, yeah, you go there. You kind of tell them what it is you're trying to work on. Yeah. And this person is so good at life mm -hmm. that they're just like, okay – uh, I actually know how to do that. I actually know how to get better at that thing that you're yeah. trying to get. And you teach someone how to do life better. That's interesting. Yeah. Like, like I want someone, because right now I'm, I'm looking at a home that I am very interested in. I want someone that can guide me, like, tell me how much I should put down. Mm. Tell me how much I should rent it out for. Like, things like that. Yeah, you really want to know the market. Like, you yeah. want to make sure you're not getting gypped out there exactly. and buying yeah, for way higher than you ought to be. Exactly. Yeah. What's What's necessary in the proper well i mean for you personally what is important for you in a community like what would you like to have by because i know a lot of people are like oh i want to go live up in the mountains and i think i would like to have a cabin in the mountains mm -hmm. but i also want to be able to get to a store yeah a hospital you know <laughs> certain things i want to get to with ease and unless I have a helicopter yeah. along with that cabin in the mountains, I don't know if that's going to be like a smart move in that regard. So what's important to you? Like, what do you want to have around you? Important to have land. I mm -hmm. need land. Like, What are you trying to do? You want the four wheelers? Yeah, no. I mean, because right now I live on 31 acres of land. Mm. I'm actually kind of a redneck. Okay. If you went to my side of the area, you'd be like, okay. But yeah, no. <laughs> so I just want a lot of land because um, I have a lot of equipment already at home so wait what sort of equipment um skid steers tractors four-wheelers what's a skid steer skid steer have you ever heard of like cat yeah, yeah 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 caterpillars yeah they're they're the orange oh, you, okay. you see them in construction you'll see like excavators okay skid steers are smaller and they've got like the tracks yes and they just move yeah slowly. like the conveyor belt tracks exactly. sort of thing got you okay. yeah so we already wait, have one wait, of those. you what do you what do you do with that what are you doing with that? Everything. Everything. Literally, like, last I weekend. I know nothing about this lifestyle. So, like, what, yeah. are, what are you getting one of those things for? Like, So, last weekend, we were tearing down trees on our lane. Easy for that. It pulls things. Do, do you tear down trees? Have yeah. you torn a tree down? Yeah. 
Whoa. <laughs> what do you do? So you just like use, how do you tear a tree down? So what my dad and I do is I get on the bucket. I get on like the claws. Mm. Um, it's the part that like moves up the bucket. Right. I stand on it. My dad lifts it up in the tree and then I wrap a chain around the tree. We hook it to the cat and then we pull the cat and then the tree comes down. <laughs> okay. And then what do you do with the land now? Like, you want well. You want the tree for lumber. I'm assuming you guys use lumber. They were dead. They were dead trees. Oh, okay. That's why we took them down because it was on our lane, so we didn't oh, okay. want them to like fall in the car or anything. Right. But we do. We have a wood stove, so we cut up all our wood and we sell it or we load the wood stove. That's our source of heat in the house. And <laughs> and also your source of cooking. So yeah. you cook stuff and often have just wood smoked meats. No. <laughs> oh, no? Oh, wait, wait, why not? Not exactly. I mean, we have an oven. <laughs> oh, like you have like, but you, but you don't, but you do use the wood stove. Like you use it to cook things ever? Can, wait, I'm sorry. Maybe I'm, okay, Got okay. It. Okay, no, this is. Okay. So. I'm know, out of the lifestyle, clearly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So you know how you have a heat bill? Yeah. Oh, okay. Basically, it, it just hooks into our, our heating, our HVAC. That That's all it is. Okay, I understand yeah, what you're no, saying we, now. We I'm sorry. I'm too. sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm thinking of, a, I'm thinking of like a wood grill. They're thinking of an old wooden, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not that. Okay. Now, okay. this thing's huge and we yeah. pack wood in it. Okay. Yeah, and it heats our house. Okay, I'm But, you know, we idiot. have ovens, microwaves. Yes. <laughs> So I, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to imply that you guys just like live back in the stone know, age yeah, and don't. shit. You guys got fucking cats. I don't have that. Like that's awesome. Damn. Yeah. All right. What'd you call it again? Or what? The machine. Yeah. It's it's the full name is caterpillar, but it's a cat. No, but you called it a certain thing. Skid steer. You, skid steer. Yeah, okay. that's that's one of their machines. Okay, so you need land. Because yeah. you have a lot of equipment, you want to continue to do these these things, tear, tearing down you trees. You just love and, having land. Yeah. You can just four-wheel on it and just so much. Bonfires. Oh, we have tons, yeah. There's, like I, I think that there's something that will remain timeless mm -hmm. about sitting in front of a fire with friends and loved ones yeah. and just talking shit and... Telling stories, and oh, yeah. whatever, whatever happens in front of the fire. Like yep. I think that that sort of feeling will remain timeless. No, it's a good. Experience. I need one of those in my life this summer. Really? Yeah, for sure. Do you yeah. not do it a lot? No. See, we're coming from two different places. <laughs> I I used to like I used to go to places like that, like parties that people would throw. But mm -hmm. no, it was it wasn't something that I was just accustomed to doing on the regular. Yeah, so that's something I need in my life this summer. Yeah, time. you need that. <laughs> it's fun. It's fun. You just talk, do s'mores. Mm -hmm. It's pretty, pretty nice. Watch the stars. It's quiet. Oh, yeah, watching the stars. That's my favorite thing in camping. Why is watching the stars? I have a... a I mean, a, just, a, just the whole experience. Camping and s'mores and yeah. it's quiet and the stars, all that. You know, all together. What kind of chocolate fun. do you use for the s'mores? This is important. <laughs> this is a very important question. Hershey's. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Um, Not the salamander stuff. Sorry. <laughs> I was, uh, I don't even know what the fuck that chocolate is. 
Wait, it's probably made. Is it not made like that in the kitchen or something? No, it's not. Oh, this is some some shit that, it's, that's ordered and got off of a truck. Oh. It's, a, it's a fancy one. Oh. Yeah. Um. <laughs> okay, so we so we got down to so the financial advisor thing. So that was like, was that one person? Because you said it could go one or two ways. Okay, that's one way for me to just become successful. But if I am at that point, you know, twenty years from now, I am successful. Hmm, what's the first thing? Uh, I don't. I feel like if you're rich, you'd say like a nanny, but I don't want that. <laughs> like, I do not want that. A nanny! Yeah, no. Man, I've seen that nanny business, man. It's just, it's wild when it just seems like the parents yeah. have no idea what's going on with that child. Like, the nanny is that, oh. is the parent for yeah. real. And the parents just have no... I've, like, seen it in front of me time no, and time I, again. Oh, no. I see it at work all the time. And, I mean, hopefully someday those kids aren't, like, kind of brainwashed from that or something. Mm, like, just, oh, that doesn't impact them that they don't have a really a close relationship with their parents. And oh. Nanny. Oh, well, that I think that that's, like, a, a common theme, I think, especially amongst a lot of super wealthy. Because you do end yeah. up with a nanny a lot of oh, the time. Yeah, so, the time. like, a whole fucking wait staff. They'll have all these personal professionals that we're talking about. Yeah. Um, the reason I bring this up, because, again, this all came off of the talk about relaxing elements in life. Mm. So. I have this love for relaxation. Mm. Um, and I've been getting really, really good at it recently. <laughs> I hear from your <laughs> nightly yoga. Yo, man, I'm it's so serious. And so I I have like one of my favorite gifts is this little Asian baby. I'll send it every now and again. It kind of means like that I'm really happy and I like I got great sleep or something like that. I don't know. The gift could be used in a couple different ways. Mm -hmm. But either way, it's this little Asian baby girl and she's she's like she's laying on her stomach and she's smiling the biggest smile. Yeah. And she's so happy. She's like laughing. And like falls onto her side and immediately like knocks out, mm -hmm. goes to sleep. And it's the cutest thing in the whole world. But I'm looking at this gift and I'm like, do you understand what it's like to be just imagine you were laughing as hard as you possibly could? Like someone told a joke and you were rolling. And then you fell down because you were laughing so hard. And you were so comfortable on the ground that you went to sleep. Do you know the difference in like brain activity from laughing hysterically to yeah. being knocked out? That says to me that these babies, there's no stress in their bodies at all. Like they don't know what a crick in the neck is. They don't know what like a fucking Charlie horses. They don't know what any, any pains are. Mm -hmm. The baby is so damn unbothered with this world that it can just roll over and go to sleep yep. right after laughing hysterically. And that's what I aim for. <laughs> <laughs> that's the whole point of this. That's what I aim for. I'm also, I feel like kindred spirits with koalas. Koalas. Mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know much about koalas, koalas sleep for about 18 to 22 hours a day. 
That's what you want. <laughs> and with the other two hours, they eat and talk amongst the community. And it's just like it's just like waking up and being like, hey, bro, man, how was your sleep? <laughs> oh, dude, it's fucking amazing, man. Like, I'm just fucking, you know, just eating this eucalyptus. What's going on with you, dude? Doing the same, man. Look, fucking life is great. Hey, man, what's going on with you over there? I'm doing the same shit, hanging out. And then they all just like, all right, man, I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> it's just, that's a beautiful existence. Yeah. Because, yeah, man, they're just hanging out with their family, their friends, and they're just like, they're just maximum relaxation. Yeah. And so that yoga that you pointed out, along with this little foot massager thing, with that shoulder massager thing, with whatever other elements, right, and components that we use. Yeah, man, I'm looking for a personal masseuse. Okay. Big on massages. I need... <laughs> Round the clock massage work. Yeah. Yeah. One, th because that's something I can't do for myself. Yeah. Like I could learn how to cook more. Mm -hmm. I could learn nutrition a bit more. You know, it wouldn't be like just hiring the best, yeah. but I could learn those things. There are other things I could do for myself, but I can't massage myself. Nope. Like I can't, you know what I mean? Like I can't do that. So that's what I'm looking no, for. No, I get that. Maximum relaxation. That is nice. Yeah. So the re but the reason I ask you though is because it's like okay, like where are our minds at? Because I'm thinking yeah. of what could I have someone do for me to elevate my life? And I say personal masseuse. Clearly, that's where I'm at. <laughs> and then you're like, I'm trying to get to this money. Like I'm trying, <laughs> I'm trying to secure a, a secure future. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. So that's why I asked you that. It's interesting how that how that came up. That's interesting. Huh. Yeah, it's just how it works. Just where you're at, like what you're thinking about right now, pretty much, yeah. is is how it came up. So do you care more about like physically being relaxed or like mentally as well? I think both. Yeah. And I think that they go hand in hand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've said it on here before that when I really started stretching long form stretches, like five minutes at a time stretch, mm -hmm. um, like first what will happen is you'll start stretching and you think you're stretching a certain muscle. Like, okay, I'm going to do this stretch for this muscle. And you start to stretch it. And the deeper you get into it, you start to realize that if you get into it deep enough, there's like another muscle that's going to connect and you're going to start stretching. You just have to get to like a certain point. And I didn't realize that before. But after stretching like that for over two weeks, I became a noticeably more pleasant human being. Like I saw it in myself mm -hmm. and I noticed other people notice it. And I just thought, I wonder how much of people being an asshole mm -hmm. is just is just like legitimately pent up stress in their muscles that if they stretched for just 30 minutes a day, mm -hmm. that it wouldn't be there or it wouldn't be there at least to the degree that it was. Again, again, just going back to that little baby that can just like laugh and then go to sleep. Like yeah. that baby's body, like body and mind is so unbothered. Mm -hmm. It doesn't know heartbreak and loss yeah. and financial worry about like, how am I going to pay my car note? This yeah. baby doesn't know any of that. It just knows being able to shit wherever it wants to. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to have food brought to its mouth. It's going to get carried from place to place. Baby's life is awesome. Yeah. Right. That's what I'm trying to get to. 
but that's but, <laughs> but yeah that's I, I just i just assume that so many people are going through so much mental stress because if you're if you're hurting like your fucking neck hurts and you're just like oh fuck like my neck hurts and you keep thinking about that like mentally that's fucking you up like you yeah. can't do what you want to do because mentally you're thinking about the pain that's going on over here so it's like it's all it's all linked and then on top of that if you want to go the other way maybe like there is no pain or like no bodily pain but then you're dealing with a ton of stress or you know distress and then then the bodily pain comes because you're you've been so stressed out that your body picks up on that yeah. on that constant rumination of just how bad things are mm-hmm. and then and then your body the pain starts to follow and sickness starts to follow and this isn't just me talking out of my ass. I promise I've read this stuff before, but yeah, it's like weird. So yeah. I'm I'm super into both of those things. That's interesting. I think that that's yeah. How do you fare with with either one of those things? Do you? I want to try it. Yeah, I but as far as just like pain or misalignment in any of those things, like how do you do you get good sleep? Do you do you suffer from like any sort of chronic pain in any area? No, I oh, don't that's have great. any pain. That's yeah. awesome. Well, I, I go to the gym very regularly, mm. so I think that helps me, you know, stay active, you know, stay yeah. mentally sane. Because mm. without it, I'd be crazy. You think so? Oh, yeah. Have you, like, kind of gotten there and then realized, oh, fuck, I need to go exercise? Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I've been in, like, states of, like, mini depressions, and well, then I just like, know I need to get back to the gym. Hmm. And you can, that's f- so funny, and you can see, like, the cloud, like, the dark cloud come. Like, you can sense, like, oh, yeah, we're getting into that bad place. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It's weird. Like it's what? Weird. Will, like what will let you know that it's happening? Like, is there like a certain type of thought that comes around, or is it like self doubt, or like what comes over you where you're like, oh, I gotta get out of this? I know, I know when I'm going down there because I start thinking more. I start thinking oh. about like my past and like people that have hurt me, and then mm. I and then I get down a like, I just got out of a serious relationship, mm. and it's. I know I'm going down the bad path because I start thinking about that person more and how I was like, let's say terrible in the relationship, whatever. And then I know like I need to get back to the gym to set my priorities straight. Right. Because it helps me think clearly. And when you go to the gym, I forget what kind of um, like there's something in your body that releases when you go to the gym. Mm. Um, I don't know what it is, but scientifically, like they say releases like happiness in your body. oh yeah just endorphins like, in general yeah, yeah, yeah for sure yeah yeah no and, that's a fact and stretching does the exact same thing as well you know it releases that so man actually you know because we were talking about it um I, I'm, I'm getting much better with just knowing just the the bits and pieces that i need to my life to just kind of just kind of coast and and pre in a pretty good just uh like base level. Mm-hmm. And marijuana helps immensely when it comes to stretching. There's yeah. a, there's just something weird about it. And I've I've heard this with other things. And I'm not saying that this is just for everyone. But it helps people get into like a certain zone sometimes. Like if you're not the type to get wildly paranoid and yeah. like you can just oh, yeah. and you can just relax. It allows people to get in a certain zone and just kind of pay a little bit more attention to the thing they're doing. I've heard uh, like Brazil- Brazilian jiu-jitsu fighters smoking a ton of weed. Like we're not a ton of weed, but uh-huh. just that like weed is it's prevalent in that community. Yeah. And I'm thinking about stretching 
And it's a completely different experience. Like mm-hmm. if I smoke a little bit and then stretch, because I can feel like I can feel every muscle just slowly, slowly stretching and like yeah, and, yeah, and letting tension out. Like I can actually feel it in my back, and I know exactly what small micro changes and alterations I need to make in order to make it a little bit deeper or to go, you know, it's just, I think that health is a far superior experience than illness. It's, (laughs) it's just a, if you've ever been sick, oh my fucking God, it shit's not fun. No, no. It fucking, mucus running down your nose you gotta keep sniffling and blowing your nose and your throat hurts Mm -hmm. but you don't want to eat any food and you're tired and just it's just too it's too maybe you have a cough going too and oh my god it's just it's draining (laughs) you don't have no fucking body aches your body feels like it's gonna snap and have like maybe your feet hurt like you oh you might have one of those things where like right behind your eyeballs for some reason it's like pulsating like you might be having a fucking migraine who knows being healthy is a far far more experience i mean it is a far more superior experience and you only ever really know that when you're sick yeah and then you're like oh fuck i gotta get back like i gotta get back i got i can't live like this like this is the worst thing ever so I take all of that pretty seriously. Like I know exactly kind of just like how much of what to do, like a couple of glasses of wine or like at the euphoria stage. Have you ever had to take a um, like a safe serve or a tips alcohol training for anything ever? No. Okay. Okay. There's a lot of interesting information when it comes to serving guest alcohol and over serving, like over pouring, all that sort of stuff. Really? Yeah. So you kind of. Like, get to know how many ounces of what is considered a drink, what sort of effect that usually has on people, depending upon, like, how many drinks we're talking about. Usually between, like, the one and three range Mm -hmm. is, like, the euphoric place for most people. Where if you have just a couple of glasses of something, you feel good, you feel it's a social lubricant, you feel like you can Mm -hmm. talk easier, all that sort of stuff. Then it's, like, four through six you start to lose some of your skills, like some of your motor skills, and you maybe you start to slur your words a little bit more. Oh, yeah. You start to you're starting to you're starting to get foggy. Things are starting to get yeah. a little foggy. And then after like six, that's when you're j- you're drunk. Like yeah. where you're we're really drunk at this point. Um and so knowing that information along with knowing the types of information, well, you would have to be, become acquainted with this so it takes a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. But you know, knowing how many milligrams in a gummy can I take? Yeah. And at what time of the day? And, mm-hmm. you know, what type of sleep am I trying to get? And all this sort of stuff. But all this sort of stuff aids uh, if you get really, really good at paying attention to it. Yeah. So that's why I was bringing up the marijuana when it, come to, it comes to stretching. Because it just makes it a completely different experience. And it's yeah. so relaxing. And I get such, like, the breadth of my sleep has augmented. Like it seems so much more full and, and be like beautiful. I just, I w- oh. do you smoke weed before you go to bed every night? No, 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 no. Because that, that will mess with my sleep. 
Okay. Yeah, so I so there's like a certain cutoff, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's certain types of marijuana that we're talking about. So as far as I'm usually a fan of sativas because mm-hmm. those are like sort of the wake you up, like stay up and be functional and do things yeah. type of marijuana. And then the other one, indicas are usually uh, they say indicas or indicouch. Like you yeah, like you're like you're down, you're chilling, you're slumped, or you're about to go to sleep. Um but regardless of which one, I I feel like if I smoke when I wake up, there's still some little haze. Yeah. Like some very small haze, and I don't like that to be I like to just wake up and be clear and ready to go. Yeah. Um so no, I usually won't do that before before bed. Mm-hmm. Uh but the but the gummies seem to work better than actually inhaling smoke. Oh, absolutely. yeah, yeah. So it's it, yeah, it's all they're all very interesting. Someone told me the other day that they were like, "Yo, I fucking took a couple of gummies and I fucking tripped," and I was like, "Yeah, gummies are edibles are a completely different thing than smoking weed." Mm-hmm. Is it, like it's it hits your body completely differently. Supposedly, like your body interacts with it on a chemical basis completely different than if you were to smoke weed. Interesting. So that's why people have a completely different uh, sort of experience when it comes yeah. to like eating edibles. Like people can feel like they can close their eyes and see some kind of fucking psychedelic, yeah, you know, kaleidoscope effect, beautiful shimmery glass type of fucking thing in front of them. Interesting. Yeah, I mean it happens. <laughs> I mean it happens. So I mean we we talked about the the love the love drug they would call it well in a sense uh, shrooms. <laughs> the love drug. Well, it just only in the sense that it is peace in a plant. Yeah. Like that's that's a good way of putting it. Peace in a plant. Peace in a plant. Peace in a plant. Um. <laughs> and. Uh, it's funny, you were talking about uh, staring up at the stars. Mm-hmm. And one, I feel like, well, why do you, why do you love that so much? Like, j- just the staring at the stars. We kind of got through, like, the camping and the s'mores and all that. Yeah. But, but before I say what I'm going to say, like, what is it about looking up at the stars if you can say? I would say just it's, like, peaceful. It's slow and it's like slow. you look out and it's like it looks so small, but yet there's another universe out there, you know? Like you're looking mm. into something that looks small but is actually huge. That's interesting that you even look up at it as grand as it is out in the country or in the woods yeah. and, and it still <laughs> seems manageable to you. Like it still seems small to some degree to you, like knowing in comparison to how much more there is yeah. than like what it is you're seeing. Yeah. Um there was this movie called Jungle that had Daniel Radcliffe in it, uh, Harry Potter. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how many people, like if you weren't a huge Harry Potter person, I don't think you would know this person's name. Yeah. Um, but it's called Jungle and it's about this guy. It was about a, a group of friends that kind of go out. I forget exactly what jungle it was, but they went out somewhere. They're like backpackers. They love traveling and just mm-hmm. going and doing wild adventure shit. And... Just long story short, he ends up lost in a fucking jungle somewhere in the world, very far from home. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's been led astray uh, by this guy that had some weird intentions trying to get him to go out there and find some 
we small indigenous group that no one's ever made contact with. Yeah. But he ends up getting lost. Okay. Do, do you remember this movie or have you heard about this? I don't know. I don't know. He ends up getting lost and he goes through. I mean, they show you what I think is probably a decently accurate description of what the fuck would happen to you if you got lost in the jungle. Mm -hmm. And it's beautiful because you have fucking, I don't know, mountain lions, you know, hunting him. Mm -hmm. And you, there are all these little insects you have to worry about. You have to worry about like, food like where are you going to get food fresh water source when are you going to start going crazy because you're just by yourself in the woods yeah, yeah. in the jungle for forever so then you start to see him kind of lose his mind a little bit mm -hmm. and there's this somewhere towards the end of the movie after he's just been beaten to complete shit just he's just gone through the ringer he's gone through more than anyone we've ever known mm -hmm. by this point and he's like completely butt naked. He's muddy. He's dirty. He's beaten up. And he's looking up at the stars on yeah. this beach. And there was like a shooting star. And you get to see like all the greens and stuff in the sky. Greens and purples. It was just beautiful. Mm -hmm. And he looked up and was just like, thank you. Like he vocalized that. He said, thank you. And I was looking at that scene like it took... This man getting his fucking ass whooped by this earth, mm -hmm. by just strong earth, right? To realize, like, he he was he was humble beneath the stars. And I actually said that earlier today. It's a new quote of mine. Is one must be humble beneath the stars. Like, when you're looking up at them, you just, you have to realize, especially with everything that he had been through, you have to just realize how not shit you are. Just how small and insignificant you are in the vastness yeah. of the world, yeah. right? And how easily it will swallow you up mm -hmm. and with all of your pride attached to it. Yeah. And I think that it's moments like that that mushrooms bring to people. I think that it's moments like that that, that, that like, if anything, that sort of scene that they captured in that, mm -hmm. when I think about people doing mushrooms, when I think about myself doing mushrooms, I think about getting closer to that space where you are just humbled and you, you just, you take, you bow out, you bow out of the, the ego race. Yeah. And yeah. So I think it's absolutely like just beautiful, beautiful yeah. experience to do. Yeah. That's a really interesting perspective. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's very deep. Wow. Huh? Here when I was on, I was like, "Oh, everything's so pretty." I mean, that, I mean, that's cool too. I mean, you're just looking at stuff, and you're just like, it, "It's it, for you. It's simple. It's pretty." Yeah, but it does. It, it stops. And it makes you look and be like, "Wow, I never looked at that before." Like I, I've never looked at that like I have before. You know, it's just what, it's what was that for you? Like, let's say just the tree. Mm -hmm. I was like, "Wow, I've never actually taken into consideration how pretty this tree is and how like amazing it is mm. until I was on shrooms." You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was weird. Hmm. And that was a you said a one-time thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I would have done it again. I wanted to, but you know, circumstances. <laughs> circumstances. Circumstances change. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's something that a lot of people are using uh, therapeutically these days. 
like with people with white lab coats and stuff like that oh. in facilities. Yeah, like people yeah. are doing. Yeah, like people are really. I mean, you got to get to those places because it's not. It's not like we have one down the street. Mm-hmm. But they have places like that where they're really having psilocybin treatments, and they're really? they're helping people with their trauma and stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. I don't blame them. I do not blame them. No. <laughs> No, not at all. Uh-uh. I'm trying to get my parents into it. Really? For sure. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever done it before? Have they? Yeah. No, but I, but I, but I, I'm there really? though. Yeah. I'm like right there. Yeah, yeah. I think I got them. <laughs> I think I got them, and I'm really, really happy about that. Um, because uh, you and I were talking about work the other day. Uh, we won't get into particulars, but it is important for you. You, you have big big goals in the future. Mm. It is important to you to do something that you love doing. Yeah, I, I would, absolutely. Okay. And as of right now, at least what is that what does that look like for you or or is there is there anything that you truly love to do and you were like if there's anything like I would I would do this because this yeah. thing aligns with who I am. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I do. I have something um, my dad owns a renovation company, mm. and so growing up, I always had to help him, and it just has created such a good impact on me. I actually can be independent. I know what I'm doing, all that. So I'm hoping one day here, God, in the next like 10, 15 years, I want to buy a home off you know the market. I want to fix it up and sell it. Mm. So I want to be a fixer-upper. That is like the dream. My dad does that. Really? Yeah, and you know... You, it's great. I love being an appreciator of life. That's probably like my favorite thing to do. Mm-hmm. I would say that this is my favorite thing to do is just like to ch- chat with people and just yeah. fucking hang out. But I love appreciating things. Yeah. Like I love talking to someone about something that they enjoy and like seeing their fucking eyes light up yeah. and like <laughs> see it, like, like listening to them talk about yeah. that thing. I love that. And so for a long time, I knew my dad did that, but I didn't. Like, I wasn't taking part in him doing any of it. Mm-hmm. And then there was one time where he showed us a house at one point in time. And it was beat to fucking shit. Yeah. And then he showed it to us, like, two years later when he was about to put it on the market. Mm-hmm. And my mind was blown. Because I was like, oh, you're an artist. Like, yeah, I didn't even. Some sort, yeah. yeah. Like, I didn't know. Yeah. From what it was to just this thing that was so futuristic and, and beautiful. And I think my little sister had helped him uh, like pick out some of like the mirrors and certain tiles and uh-huh. stuff like that. So like she was involved in it. But it was just such a, a sleek, modern home. It was mm-hmm. so beautiful with stainless steel everywhere and these yeah. beautiful tiles. And I was like, this is not what this fucking looked like before. Like it looked yeah. like a crack house before. Yeah. yeah. So it was, it was, it was art. It was beautiful. I'd never, but, but that's not even, but you don't even see it that way. Like that's not even where you were coming from. You just like doing it for. I, I love the process. I like when I go into any space, I look at it and I'm like, what could we do to this? What, mm. what could make it different? What can make it pop? You know? Like mm. some people might look at like a, you know, that house when you first stepped in, you're like, oh, this is terrible. I want to get out of here. I don't like this. I would have gone in that room and been like, this is what I want to do to make this perfect. You know? Yeah. I don't see a disaster really. Oh. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. You just, well, that's really, I see that's a canvas. cool. You, exactly. Canvas. That's what I was going to say. You see opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. 
How can we make this better? That's probably just a good, that mentality is probably just good for you in life in general. Like, as opposed to it just is. walking into things and just seeing like, oh, this is fucking shitty. You're probably just like, all right, but like, all right, well, what can we do it, yeah. to like get out of this state to fix this thing? It, yeah. yeah, it has a deeper meaning. Yeah, that's only one thing. But yeah, it's good because I look at life kind of like that with anything, with people, with jobs, you know, anything. And, and does that mean that you are like trying to fix, like people are fixer uppers and you're like, all right, let me get you fixed up for That's a little. That's not like, the intentions. But, I don't want to fix someone. But do you take that role every now and again where you've tried to like fix someone? I think everyone has. I think everyone's tried Facts. to make someone, someone Facts. that they may not, they're not meant to be. Someone has, you know, hope that like someone will change for you or whatever, you mm -hmm. know? But usually you can't fix people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, you got, yeah, just, yeah, just, you have much better chance just fixing the house. <laughs> just, just fix the house. Yeah. Um, okay. That's really cool. And, um, all right. So that's what you'd want to do is do be a fixer upper, mm -hmm. a renovator. When I have the money. Yeah. yeah. And, and what's really cool about that is you get to just, you get, you get to be you. Be you, my own boss. You get to be you. You don't have to do any weird corporate games. We, you have to just like align with things that don't align with who you are and what your values are. Yeah. That's some of the. That's some of the hesitancy I have with the current space that we both of us inhabit. <laughs> <laughs> is, is just. <clears throat> I mean, it comes down to like, e I can break this down to like emails. Mm -hmm. Emails, email is a very interesting language because it is a language. Mm -hmm. When people start emailing in the corporate sphere, they're not, they're not conversations, right? Clearly, like yeah. you, you, it's an email. So you're just trying to send quick information back and forth. Yeah. So it's, it doesn't have all the greatness and all the you know, meat and potatoes that a conversation would have, right? Mm -hmm. But it's also not a text message that's usually pretty, like, cool and formal. I mean, not formal, informal, yeah. right? It's this weird in-between thing where, again, you're not trying to really hash out any details of any conversation. You're just trying to get information very quick from one person to another. Um, but sometimes it takes... A real conversation to have and a lot of the times people are just looking for like yeah i'm on it gonna go get it done heard yeah. understood like they're just looking for yeah compliance mm -hmm. that doesn't bode so well for someone that likes to have honest conversations about things mm -hmm. So it's like a weird, it's a, it's a weird hesitancy that I have about like the industry, right? Like the whole luxury hospitality industry. I just think it's a very interesting thing. And for you to be a part of it and really want to be a part of it, uh, you have to have certain values, mm -hmm. and certain aspirations. And so if you just want to be able to have, if you just want to be able to be you, yeah, that's it's just not, it's not for you. No. Like to really be you and to just like, if, if there's really an issue between you and the person you're talking to, like you can really talk about it. I mean, I think you could 
because you are like a manager mm. but me personally no i don't really ever like show my concerns or show people how i feel you know yeah i'm afraid to managers are bring energy into the room so mm -hmm. for you you're at kind of a good standpoint you can bring the energy into the room create relationships bonds with like your workers and things like that well yeah no i mean i definitely that's just me in general like i'm that's going to happen like mm -hmm. yeah if, if i'm just around people i'm definitely going to make bonds bridges will be built <laughs> that's a fact it's just again i'm more so speaking about just the entirety of the industry what it sort of stands for and that is beautiful in its opulence and its excess and, you know, the gold trimmings and all of that sort of stuff is fantastic. But there's also this veneer between reality, like the way that real people live and communicate and have exchanges mm -hmm. and what has to be done once you enter the luxury bubble. Like it's a different... It's yeah. a different sort of experience in, uh, you know, uh, exchange that you're having with human beings than, mm -hmm. say, what we're doing right now. This is what yeah. th this is what it looks like when two normal human beings sit down mm -hmm. and just chat and hang out. Yeah. See, so what I'm saying is in your profession or your, uh, you know, aspired profession, you'd be able to just be you. If you yeah. just wanted to fix houses up, you can just fix houses up. And you can call people and talk to them and just be you. You can just be yeah. Jordan. You don't have to. You don't have to qualify any standards. Yeah. <laughs> any Forbes five star standards that doesn't come <laughs> equipped with getting your house renovated. You yeah. know, you can still be professional and still be kind and all that sort of stuff. Yo, what's up, Jordan? Terrence, Terrence, Jordan. Hey. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it doesn't come attached to any of that sort of stuff. You can just really be you. That's what's cool about being a fucking entrepreneur yeah. and having your own business. No, I, I get that. I feel like when you have like an alter like personality when you walk in there, you know, I'm, yeah. everyone's kind of fake. Yeah, know? yeah. You're not really yourself. You're there to please people and that's it. Like, <laughs> 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 At least for me. I mean, no, I mean, that is... <laughs> That is the name of the game. Like that is at the objective. Mm -hmm. Please these people that are paying for this thing. Yeah. It's sort of like, um, you know, we're blessed, mm -hmm. right? So first of all, let me put that out there. Like, cause by no means am I saying that I'm not blessed, that I'm not grateful, that I'm not thankful, any of that sort yeah. of stuff. Um, but it's so funny that we even have the conversations that we have. Like, instead of just, I have friends it came from Africa and many of other friends that I've known that have just come from other different parts of the world. And they came here clearly what for the opportunities, the American dream, right? For all that sort of stuff, security for their children, for their future children, all that sort yeah. of stuff, because maybe their country wasn't so hot back there. Yeah. And they don't think about like their mentality is completely different. They don't think about becoming or doing the thing that they love, what they would love to do is to be able to have a secure job with benefits mm -hmm. that are going to be able to put their kids in, in the right place. Like, but we have, because we've kind of grown up here, we have um, a bit more of a privileged way of looking at things. So we have conversations about, well, no, I, we can be an entrepreneur. Like we can make that work. So we're having conversations about 
the places that we're working not aligning with our values and then wanting to go or just aligning with what it is we truly want to do, what we love to do, yeah. and then going off and doing that thing instead. In your case, that would be renovating. In my case, I would love to sit like this yeah. and rec- and I would just talk to people all the time. Yeah. Yeah. That's just talk- the dream. I, I would I would absolutely love it. And regardless of if it brings money or not, I'm, this is going to continue to happen. Mm-hmm. Because it's, yeah, because... Because it's so much fun for me. Yeah. 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 To just sit back and try to figure out like how you articulate things. Mm-hmm. Like the very first question that I asked you about like what what sort of personal professional you were like. It gives me some sort of insight into what it is you're looking to in life. Like, yeah. um, all right, I got another one for you. Say you're at a huge party. Okay. You know the host of this party. Mm-hmm. Right? It's a really good friend of yours. Um. And it's an absolutely beautiful party, like nails done up. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're like jewelried out, beautiful dress. Like you bought a $5,000 dress for this. You're mm-hmm. going, it's like a Gatsby party. It's like one of those, oh, you're yeah. just diamonds coming out of the fountain and people pulling up in Rolls Royces and furs and all that sort of stuff. And you're sitting in like the foyer, like as soon as you open the, the double doors inside the house and there's fucking koi fish swimming underneath your feet in the floor <laughs> and there's just beautiful hedgery around and all sorts of shit like that, right? Mm-hmm. And then as you're speaking yeah. to the host, just call him Jerry. I don't know why. Just call him Jerry. You're talking to Jerry. The door is open up and what or who walks through is your favorite color. Okay. All right. Now, we're personifying your favorite color. So your favorite color walks in the room. Now, don't tell me what it is, though. So this isn't a person. This it, is just a color. It's your favorite color, whatever that comes to your mind when you think Jordan's favorite color. Yeah. Um, it's walking through in, like, person form. Like, it looks like a human, but it's really just a color. <laughs> it's like a big silhouette of the color blank. And it walks through, and then your friend says to you, the one that's throwing the party, says, oh, hey, you know, I heard that this is a good friend of yours. Like, you know them very well. Uh, But before I let them in my party, I just want you to let me know, like, what type of person they are. Like, let me know, like, what they're about. What would you say about that favorite color that walked in? If you could personify, if you could give, like, human descriptors, like, oh, they're funny, or they're this, or they're that. Like, what would you say about what this favorite color is. Hmm. I mean, if it's my favorite color, it's because it's bright and it brings like a happiness. It brings like a joyful side of me. Okay. That's some something like that. Like this person's just happiness, a bubble of happiness. Oh, wow. Because you don't really know personality with a color. So they're just a bowl of happiness. Yeah. So that's at the at the root of it. That's what your favorite yeah. color brings you. You see it, and it brings back only good memories. You know, mm. something like that. Okay. W- what is it to you? Um, like your favorite when, color? When oh, that's into um. You know what? That's so funny because I don't think anyone's ever asked it back. Um, see, right now it's weird because no, I, I think it's still roughly the same thing. Yeah. So I was asked this question years and years ago, probably like yeah. at this point, like seven years ago. And when I asked the question, I felt like sort of an asshole after 
I answered the question because then the person told me what the whole objective of them asking me the question was in the first place. So it's usually that we find ourselves in like our favorite things. As I told you before, I love that little gift for that little Asian baby and mm-hmm. koalas. And I find myself in both of those things. Yeah. And usually people find themselves in when they attach themselves to inanimate objects or mm-hmm. animals or colors, they usually see themselves in that color to some degree, or they would at least like to. It may either be something that they truly feel like they are the color, or the color may be an aspiration of theirs. Like I wish to exude whatever I think Mm -hmm. that color says to me. Um, So in this case, going off of that, this could also be completely wrong because it's not a 100% thing. You may either see yourself that way or would like to be a ball of happiness and would like to have people have good memories of you. Like when they see you, they're like, oh, hey, it's Jordan. Mm-hmm. Like, they, like I feel good when I see her. Like it doesn't, she doesn't, she wasn't a bitch last time I saw, <laughs> you know, I saw her and treated me wrong, you know? Yeah. Like they have good, like like when they see you, and this, and this is something that is important, that when people see you, there is maybe some s- small endorphin, right? Some small like dopamine rush. Like, okay, like this person's a good person. I have good memories of them. Um, I have good thoughts about them. They make me feel safe or like, you know, whatever the case is. Um, So the reason I felt like an asshole is because it seemed wildly arrogant after the fact. Because I was like, when I think of my favorite color, I think of, I think of relaxation. I think of like super fucking cool and smooth and like when if if they're if you're talking about them walking through the door i imagine them walking through the door and they kind of like glide the way that they walk like it's just like real real fucking smooth Mm -hmm. you know like they're in perfect rhythm with everything that's going on and they're sort of like magnetic and mysterious so then after they told me, oh, so that's how you see yourself, I was like, oh, I seem like a fucking asshole. I seem like the person that would have been like, oh, I love hearing myself talk all day long. Like those seem like slightly the same person, like just mm-hmm. arrogant. <laughs> um, but that's that's what I see to this day. The color is a very maybe um, royal purple, okay. something like that, like a really deep kind of smoky purple. Like that's okay. that's, that's kind of what I... That's, that's, yeah. A smoke, um, I think it's called Maud. Maud. M-A-U-D-E. I believe the, the shade okay. of purple I'm talking about is called Maud. Interesting. Yeah, so that's. Maud. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that's, that's that. But anywho, <laughs> but yeah, I, I absolutely, I, I would definitely sit here and do this. Yeah. With just, with just anyone. Mm-hmm. For the most part, for the most part. I would I would just have tons of people come on here and I would just do this. Yeah, because the point that I was getting to with the hesitancy or the discrepancy between values and that place mm-hmm. is just that I really, really would like to be a regular human being. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. a regular human being that can just like look at another human being in their eyes and just talk honestly about things. That doesn't come along with mm-hmm. with those sort of standards. Yeah. So that's the that's the hesitancy there. But that's why I was asking you, like, what if there was like this one thing 
that you could chase after that you could do. And what's great about it is that you have an extremely realistic, not to say it doesn't take work, but extremely realistic dream, Mm -hmm. which is important. You can actually do that. Like that's actually (laughs) in your future. Yeah. I mean, yours is in your future too. Yeah, but you have a father that like you can learn. You know what I mean? You you have an up close, like up front, first row seat education yeah. to like what's going on. So you can really pick a lot of that stuff up. Yeah. And he may even serve as that financial advisor type of life coach thing that you needed too. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe you need another yeah. he's not he's not quite up for it. No. <laughs> maybe someone else. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we won't read too much into that one. <laughs> no. I mean, he's great with his money, but he doesn't he doesn't know just like stocks and money and Yeah, you look what are you just looking to get into you looking to get into some cryptocurrency or something? Are you looking I did to... I did get into that for a bit. Okay. And I made very good money. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I I got out of it. But I don't I don't know. I just it's, I feel like society, like, teaches you, you know, when you're you're going through elementary, middle, high school, they teach you to le- live in the system. They don't, mm. they teach you to, you need to go to college and spend 200 grand. Then you get a job where you work 40 years until you, you know, retire at age 60. Like, the, <laughs> like the government's teaching you to just be in, you know, just like, I don't know, just it's hard to explain, but I don't... Well, were you I saying being in the system is a good part? Yeah. Just, just being another cog in the machine. Just, yeah, exactly. Whatever. That's what everyone is. Mm. Literally, everyone's like just a number, you know? Mm. And I don't I don't want to do that. I don't want to live in the system. I want to be able to create the amount of money I want my own way mm. and not have to retire at 60 and work 40 hours a week and go on vacation maybe once a year, things like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for you. <laughs> trying to take a trying to take a few vacations, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> trying to head on down to Honolulu. Yeah. What else you have in your in your arsenal, like in your mind right now, as far as vacations with this big future of yours? Mm. You snowboard, I correct? Do. I do. Yeah. So, would you want to go somewhere like that? You could do that on a big level, like on a big scale. I mean, I do have a love for snowboarding. Do I want to do it like <laughs> constantly? No. Um, but I do like I want to travel. Like I want to go to Japan. I want to snowboard mm. there. Mm. I'm going. Oh, to- was that a big thing? I wouldn't. Oh, I wouldn't know. Yeah. Japan. I just want to go to Japan. Like I've gone to Canada to snowboard. That was an experience. Yeah. Um, Colorado. I went there a few months ago, and then I'm oh wow. Next year, like I don't know. And did you snowboard out there? Or did I you did. just? Oh yeah. wow. Yeah. So which one? I mean, maybe it's stupid to say which one is better. They're probably maybe just different between Canada and Colorado. I would say Canada. That was a different sort of experience. Why yeah. so? First of all, their cold is different. For like, isn't that oh, that's different? No, yeah, no, it, it's freezing. Like, what are you guys sitting in up there? Like, what type of cold is that? What are we talking? I think I was in like negative eleven when I was there, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> yeah. But and and, and <laughs> is the wind chill big? Do they have like a lot? Oh, you're up on mountains. The wind must be. Oh, yeah. fuck. Oh, yeah. 
Oh no. Yeah, no, no matter what you wear, you're you're it not doesn't gonna be matter. warm. Yeah, no, but it's, but you do it's get some, sort of like specialty gear, kind of right for that. Like you have oh, like a layers. whole fucking suit with layers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it doesn't help. Like mm. it, it, even in Colorado, it did not help. <laughs> Damn, but you feel good in it though. Like you feel, yeah. I mean, clearly enough to like keep your heart generating oh, enough yeah. and and like move around and be athletic and shit. I mean, once you're on the board going down the hill, like it's like the adrenaline. Oh yeah, nothing. It's something else new. It's like a new run, new journey. You know, I'm not really worried about the temperature at that point. Yeah. How long? So. You see, that's what I'm talking about. It's because you're just so immersed in the thing. Like, you're fucking snowboarding. Yeah. It's awesome. So nothing else is even really touching you. Like oh, yeah. That cold is an afterthought. Exactly. And that's kind of what I was talking about as far as the, the job. You know, whatever your vocation for life would be, or, or various vocations, it would just be, you know, for you, you want the money that you want to work, and you clearly want to take the vacations that you do. And I yeah. know you also want to be heavily engaged in it like knowing that you love doing the thing mm-hmm. and, and loving the process of it what were you saying oh yeah the, of the renovations like loving the whole process of it yeah and so like when you're that's the sort of job that you want to have where you can sort of focus like you're snowboarding mm-hmm. but you're doing whatever the other thing is i yeah. mean maybe it's snowboarding for some people but it could be renovating houses and you could have that same sort of focus because you really love doing the thing that you're doing yeah so what how long have you been snowboarding um, and, and what can you teach me without being on a board? What can you teach me right now? What's a tip you could give a, an extreme novice? Okay. Well, first, I started skiing when I was two and a half. My parents put... Yeah. Holy fucking shit. Yeah, my, my parents That's are really wild. into skiing and snowboarding. So I started when I was a little baby. Um, and then I started snowboarding at 10. So... Would you like a refresher? <laughs> so um, okay, okay so so snow i mean sorry skiing at two yes what does that even look like you're just going down like these little bit of humps and stuff like skiing at two yeah i mean i was put in classes so i had like little instructors but i was a baby i don't That's remember great. it i know but did they take any videos they should have took some videos they their stories there's stories um, Snowboarding at of two. me just going down the hill. One time they lost me. Oh, shit. They just, I started going down the hill and they're like, Jordan, Jordan, stop, stop. And I, I just kept going. And then I eventually like ran right past a tree and I like fell. But and I was the, a kid. And I this was the age two, three, something like that? I was probably like four. Four at that time? Yeah. But skiing's easy. Snowboarding is kind of hard. Snowboarding's hmm. hard. Why, why is skiing the easy one? skiing because you're just you're standing straight up you've got two poles you know gravity kind of has you Uh, up already okay and then you just you pizza with the skis the whole time if you're you know you don't know Uh, how to really ski snowboarding you're you're oh because if you so pizza meaning that you turn your skis inward yeah because you're stopping you you. okay Mm -hmm. snowboarding's like you carve you carve in the snow and that's what makes you slow down Mm, so if you just get on this board not knowing how to carve you're gonna go straight down you're gonna you're gonna just keep picking up speed yeah 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 no the first time i learned i think i sprained my wrist like (laughs) when i was 10 (laughs) like wait like the first ride it was like the first day I ever did it. I just kept on falling on the same wrist, and it was terrible. But now you're pretty decent, I'm assuming. Like oh, you're, yeah. You're, yeah. You're good. So what? So now it must just be fun. Like, once you're good at something, it's just fun, right? So 
It is, but also at the same time, when you're going through that journey of learning and like the excitement of I just learned this and I'm picking up this, it's not the same. Like I wish I could go back in time, like five years ago, you know, 10, 15 years ago, when I was learning how to snowboard, you mm. know, just being like, I don't know, it was just a type of, a type of adrenaline that mm. I wish I had again. Because now it's like, all right. I've been doing this for so long, over a decade. Like it's the same thing, you know. Mm, you you don't have that fear aspect anymore. No. Like you don't. Yeah. And sometimes you kind of need fear. Is kind of exciting. Yeah. Sometimes. Well, yeah. It most certainly you can know? be. That's why because I'm listening. To you talk about snowboarding, and I know that there's like for a while I've been this video of this motherfucker surfing like a hundred foot wave, and yeah. you know you just you look at a guy like that and you just think. Because you, you see the wave, and it's it's just, I don't know what it would be like to be yeah. on a piece of wood surfing mm-hmm. that thing. Just, but but I imagine this the same type of, like, focus. Like, you have to have. Because my, my thing is, I think to be good at anything, sort of like the color mod is in my mind, right? That kind of like real suave, smoky purple yeah. that just kind of goes through. To like really be good at anything on that sort of level, yeah. like you have to be the fucking wave. Mm-hmm. Like you can't try to anticipate it. You can't try to resist it. Like you have to be the wave because yeah. nothing else can be in your mind. If you're riding a 100-foot wave, that's easily – that's death for you. It's easily death for you if you do something wrong and it comes crashing down. I can only imagine the amount of pounds of water that is on a human being. I don't I wouldn't even want I would never wish that <laughs> upon any human to ever have to feel that. Yeah. But I imagine that there's just like I can only imagine the sort of fucking zen state that these guys are in. And so I'm wondering when you're out there on the snowboard, like it it's gotten kind of boring to you in a sense or i mean maybe not boring but at least not as lively like it's It's not yeah so maybe you just you do need something more challenging maybe it is the only excite i get very excited when i go new places you know i'm on a new a new slope that is so fun to me but when i'm going down the same the same slope constantly oh that's what there's no more excitement anymore Mm. but like when i go so a train park is basically just a slope and it has bunch of bunch of jumps rails when I go in there, it is excited. I'm like, I'm that kid from when I was 10 again. You know, I'm like, this is new. I don't know how to do it yet. Like, right. Then I'm excited again. Okay. So it's just a little play park for, for <laughs> snowboarders in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. You can get hurt easily in it. But yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. But again, it's the danger. There's like some bit of that danger. Does that manifest itself like often in your life where there's like something dangerous that you're trying to do? Or is it just snowboarding? <laughs> or, or are you trying to get away from the dangerous stuff because you're setting up an adult life for yourself? <laughs> yeah, more I, of that. I'm trying to get away from like the bad habits and the bad things from my past. I'm trying to move on, you know? I do know. <laughs> shit starts getting real, you know? <laughs> Wait, how so? Like, what do you mean? Just life. You get older, you know? There's more responsibilities you have to take care of and it's like i don't i don't want to think about anything dangerous anything you know impacting me badly right now yeah like yeah that's a fact yeah you definitely don't yeah (laughs) it's it's so funny because 
that is truly like the main one of the main differences between being an adult and being like a young young person is when you're young you for there's just most of the time for most people not all because there's some young kids that just have it but there's no foresight really mm-hmm. like you're not you're not worried about the future no, at all. you're no. just you're just not Mm-mm. like time has to slow you down like it just it, it really does i think about that because i'm i'm in an interesting spot i'm 32 mm-hmm. so i'm in an interesting spot where like i'm young but i'm but i'm but i'm not I'm not to the point where there's more time behind me than ahead of me, mm-hmm. right? Like if if all things go well, um, but I but I'm getting to a point where you you start to look around more and just observe more and things like that, and you have more foresight, and you can now and you also have enough time here where you can look in the past for wisdom, like yeah. oh shit, I remember when I fucked up there. Let yeah. me not do that again. Mm-hmm. You know, like now you have that. Yeah. Uh, so it's a it's an interesting spot to be in, but yeah, that's just the main point. Is you just you, <laughs> you just keep getting older and realize how reckless you were in the past. And be like, wow, I really just didn't give a shit, huh? <laughs> like I really didn't take like pros and cons into situations. Yeah. Like I was really just like, I want to do this thing. Yeah. Boom, I'm gonna go do it. No, yeah. And that's it. That's all. That's as far as the conversation goes. There's some shit I look at like years ago and I'm like, why did I do that financially? I'm like, why did I put all my money into that? Why didn't I save it? Like, mm. Looking back, I'm sometimes disappointed. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's one of those games you don't want to play. No. No, but the thing is, is, no one wants to play that game. Mm-hmm. No one where we've grown up, right? The people that we've been seeing that weren't that I'm not talking about people that like came from nothing. I'm talking about people that had a pretty decent life. Usually they had resources, they had money. That's most of what we've seen. Mm-hmm. And so, or I guess I should, I've seen, I, I should probably shouldn't speak for you, but <laughs> I, I'm assuming just where you've lived and just being here in America, most of the time you see people that have and not people that don't have. Yeah. And it, like, I, I mean, I mean, it's a, it's a it's a it's a very stark difference between having stuff and not having stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a very very different experience to have. It's a very visceral experience to have if you've ever not had anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but but for us that have had and been able to observe a bunch of friends and family that have had, yeah. Um. The way in which we use our money, if you really, really wanted to get into it, is asinine. I mean, it's crazy. We could all play the game of how much of X, Y, and Z have we purchased in the last five years Mm -hmm. that we did not need any of those times. How much money would that have been accrued? Like whether it's Chick-fil-A or it's shoes or it's whatever the yeah. fuck it is that you buy as a human that you didn't need, but you like kept buying it. Mm-hmm. Maybe you just go out and you like drink every time you go out, knowing that the drinks when you go out are like the, the mark, like the sales are marked up fucking 10% or some shit like that. So you're paying 
$25 for a glass of champagne when you can get a whole bottle at Target for 12 Yeah. You know what I mean? And you do that over and over and over again. I know someone that has a storage unit. And like my dad and I were doing the math because it's a family member. <laughs> they have a storage unit that they've had for like 20, fucking 30 years, something like that. And they just they just store stuff in there. Yeah. They never go in there and get stuff out mm-hmm. to use it because it's simply storage. It, it might even be like a little apocalypse storage yeah. unit where it's like if, if shit goes down, I have all this stuff in, in, in here. Meaning I got like gasoline and peanuts and it's yeah. like a weird, it's, it's a weird uh, family member of mine. Yeah. <laughs> right. So it's just like a bunch of weird stuff in this storage unit somewhere. But the point is, is that this storage unit is like, because it's a big one, there's a bunch of stuff in there. It's like 200 or something a month. It's something wild. Mm-hmm. But we're talking about over like 30 years. Oh, it adds up. You know what I mean? That shit adds yeah. up. And so when you think about stuff like that, along with all this other mm-hmm. stuff, people could be millionaires. But some people, depending upon how old they were and how much they were, if you say... Oh, if I had saved every one of those pennies, yeah, you'd everyone, so many more people would be millionaires. Yeah. But, you know, also, is that what you want to do? Do you want to spend no money? Do you like, do you yeah. want to just save it? No. In, in I mean, the, yeah, me personally, no. I mean, money's replenishable. Like, memories aren't, you know? That's my, my motto. Like, yeah, I want to save my money, but you should experience things like spend the money, go to Hawaii, experience that hike, <laughs> yeah. you know? Like, Facts. Don't shelter yourself just because you don't want to spend, you know, a few hundred bucks, you know? Yeah. I mean, all well within your means. <laughs> like, so like, don't, if you don't got it like that, don't go spend it. Yeah. Don't end up on the side of the road. But, yeah. you know, but also just balancing things. Yeah. Just, I, that's what's really difficult and and it's so funny because it's taken me a very very long long time in life to even say that i feel like i'm actually getting my sea legs when it comes to balancing because mm-hmm. that was very very difficult for me before i used to just say i'm either doing this thing or i'm not doing it like there yeah. wasn't much in between for me like i had to pick an extreme and like mm-hmm. go with it um so yeah i think it, it just it just takes some balance like Get out there and do some things, but don't spend all your fucking money. You know, no, yeah. realize like what your ambitions are and what sort of money that takes and mm-hmm. what sort of saving that's going to take. And maybe you do need to get investing in some stocks and some yeah. stuff like that. Or maybe you need to look into, I don't know, any, I don't know, some of these, uh, they're all sorts of different like bonds. Who knows? The financial advisor would be a good one. <laughs> financial advisor would be a good one there's just there's so many ways my friend um he's been getting into marketing recently mm-hmm. and he's just he's very taken by now it's funny because again this is what i love about humans is what he's interested in i'm not fucking interested in we ha- we have some clearly converging like interest but there's some stuff that i just don't care to read about he loves yeah. reading about economy he loves it. He just, yeah. he loves knowing all the things that make other things happen or fall, rise, you know, 
explode, bubbles popping. Like he just, mm-hmm. he loves understanding the way that civilization moves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just, I, it, it's just not. It's not. It doesn't. You. It doesn't call to me. It doesn't call to me to to give like my a lot of my time to. It would probably, it definitely would help. It would, it would help to know everything in the world, yeah. but we're humans and we don't have that type of time to know everything. Yeah. So, you know, I talked to him and I kind of listened to him and mm-hmm. listened to his love for just knowing how dollars work and how you can move this from here and, yeah. you know, invest in this. And he's done amazing investments and he's like growing farms back in Africa and his like home village and stuff like that. Really? And, yeah, he's got like big plans to bring jobs back to Africa where he's from. And yeah. Yeah, he's just he's some people are just they're just better with understanding money and yeah. like moving money and saving money. I remember I most people are not like him in that he would be like, "Dude, I could quit my job right now and I wouldn't have to work for a year." Mm-hmm. Like I'd be just fine yeah. with just the money that I have. That's great. Yeah. That's great. I, I think that he's a little bit more on the hermit side of things. So he spends yeah. a lot more time in his house than maybe you would want to. Maybe, you know, you would want to take a couple of those vacations. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah, just some people do really, really well with saving. My mm-hmm. friend Mikey calls it. He says he was able to find out that he could save aggressively. That's how he put it. Really? Yeah. Like he just. He'd be like, you just have to stop looking at the this large picture like it's too much to do. He was like, just think about how much money you need today. Like, how much money do you think that you need to spend today? Like, actually, really, how much money do you think you need? Yeah. Like, you know roughly what your day looks like. Do you have to put gas in your car? Do you need food? Do you, should you be going grocery shopping to get that food? Yeah. Or are you about to just go buy a $25 burger somewhere and have one meal for $25? Like, like how much money do you need today? Yeah. Okay, cool. Is it is does your tomorrow look roughly the same? Okay, so you need roughly the same amount of money tomorrow. Probably not that much, mm-hmm. seeing as how you're gonna have to spend eight hours of your day at work. You're, yeah. you're gonna spend eight hours sleeping, roughly maybe people six to eight hours sleeping, yeah. doing some other things. But for the most part, spending money shouldn't be like a huge part of your day. Yeah. Okay, we'll do that a few more times. Now you have a week. So how much money do you need for a week? Yeah. Okay, have that money accessible to you. The other money that maybe comes in through income or whatever, put some to the side, put like make a, you know, some arbitrary, but also reasonable percentage that you're getting from a mm-hmm. check or just maybe you want to put something from your checkings or your savings weekly. Yeah. Just put that away. 5%, 2%, 10%, yeah. whatever you feel like is safe for you. Put that away. Mm-hmm. Boom. Okay. One week is over. Next week. Just keep doing the same thing. Just break it down into days yeah. and then into your week. And then into your weeks and month, and then boom, now you're saving money. Oh, Um, I get it. I do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's what I'm saying. So, some people are just really, really good at breaking those Mm. building blocks down into fundamentals that they can understand and actually do something with. Some people are roughly just kind of... Some people are just really bad at grasping certain things like time. Do you ever deal with someone that's just always late? Like, constantly late? Like, they just... Like, yes. <laughs> yeah, like they just can't seem to get a grasp on time, like to just, like they just, it just doesn't make sense to them. Yeah, no, it's frustrating. I know someone. <laughs> yeah, but it's, but it's interesting though. It's frustrating, but it's also interesting. Like you don't, you don't understand how much time you need to, yeah. to like get up. Yeah. 
and to wash your face and put clothes on and leave mm-hmm. and be at the place on time. Like you didn't look at, you don't know this on GPS. Like, like why don't you know this? But like, they just don't seem to grasp it. Yeah. So it, yeah, it's fascinating. It doesn't all, it doesn't come for everyone. And the managing money is, is a, is a deep one. That's why that needs to be like a core educational practice in like high yeah. like middle school, high school. It should. I, I think it also has to do with like the respect you have for yourself as well. Like I could easily blow my whole paycheck in a week, mm. but I have that respect for myself. I know like this is what I want in 10 years. This is my goal. Don't go on that shopping spree. Save your money, you know? What would you be shopping for? Like what's your what's your guilty pleasure for shopping when you do that uh that retail therapy I hear so much about? Oh, Lord. Just clothes. Yeah. Clo- going to the mall, just blowing all my money on that. Like a bigger thing. I wanted to buy a new truck here in a few months. Mm. But I was like, you know what? No, I gotta like I want I'm super big on like my assets and just okay. like passive income and I I wanna get passive income over that truck. So that's why I'm now like Save money for the house. Save oh, money for the house. Okay. So, you're look you're looking for some things that that accrue with interest, or yeah. that accrue with with time, like the the value. Yeah. yeah. I'm just scared of going in debt. I feel like that's everyone's scared of becoming poor, like mm. not feeling stable. I, mean, I am ugh, scary. Yeah, I mean it's not a that well, that kind of goes hand in hand with my my talk earlier about people stretching and how people are fucking dickheads and assholes because they don't stretch. Mm -hmm. This is another one of those things. And it's completely reasonable Mm -hmm. is the, the anxiety and that comes with the burden of uncertainty. Yeah. Right. Like for, for security for you and maybe your loved ones, children, whatever, like you want to feel like good. You want to feel good. Like everyone's good. Mm-hmm. No one's going to take the house from us. No, like, yeah. you know, yeah. no one's going to take the car. Like, we're okay. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if you sort of asked me earlier about like uh, mental versus physical alleviation, mm-hmm. and I was saying how both are important, I'm thinking if people had a certain amount of money. Now I've heard that this magical number is 70,000. I heard that once people get to about 70,000, the bill collectors are pretty much at bay at that point in time. Yeah. And like you can you can save up, you can make stuff happen. Like 70,000 is a is a good solid number yeah. where yeah, where you're where you're out of worry. Yeah. You're out of the worry zone and so then you can just like chill and focus on things that you like to do and you mm-hmm. it's sort of like a, a freedom when people talk about financial freedom i think that's kind of what it is you're talking yeah. about is that fucking weight being lifted yeah. off of you now i've i've felt that on various uh levels because, <laughs> because i'm bringing this back up on here a couple episodes ago i had talked about how in the year of 2014 <laughs> I was working at Tropical Smoothie at the time, and I easily made like fourteen thousand dollars that year. Yeah, <laughs> Woo. this is gonna be funny to me for the rest of my life, and that's such a little amount of money. Yeah, <laughs> but to you then it was probably like, oh my god, rich. Well, no, it really wasn't because I was off trying to live 
with a roommate and I was like, like my money started dwindling so fast because I saved up enough to like float me for a few months. Yeah. But the money started to dwindle so fast because I'm making like nine twenty five an hour blending smoothies and making fajita wraps and shit. Yeah. So I just, so clearly when I got out of that, somebody came and started working with me there and before they got fired, because they were a bad employee, but before they got fired, mm-hmm. they were like, Earl, you have a personality for a server. You should come serve with me over at this place called Buffalo Wild Wings. Mm-hmm. So then they took me over to Buffalo Wild Wings, and that's when I started making server money, which was a stark difference between blending smoothie money. So then yeah. I started serving, and even though it was just wings and beer, I was making so much more money. So yeah. then I felt I felt a bit of that. I felt a bit of that, oh, like I don't have to worry as much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As I was before, like I have more room to like, you feel like you can breathe more. Yeah, you're like, oh wow, like this is really nice. Like th- that worry just isn't as heavy. And then I move from there to the current place, and then I start making more money, and then more money, and you're like, oh wow, like okay, yeah, Whew. like I can really feel like okay, and I can focus on some more things that I want to do, and I feel like I'm in a better headspace to yeah. worry about other mental and emotional things I have going mm-hmm. on. I think that if people were in a better financial spot for the most part and they weren't and they weren't worried about the bills and all this was like you would generally be interacting with pleasant human beings. Yeah. I think most of it is that is there's a bunch of built up tension in their muscles and shit and they have a bunch of worries going on in their mind. And a lot of that has to do with the uncertainty of next month for some people shit next week. Like, I just don't know what's going to happen. So I completely understand what you're saying about just not wanting, not wanting that. Just even as a possibility. But the fact that you even, like, I don't want to go into debt. Like, the fact that that, like, that specifically is on your mind. Like, I don't want to go into debt. Have you seen that happen and have you seen it play out for anyone? Because I'm trying to figure out why exactly. Like, yes, I did. Okay. I, I had a best friend. Okay. Why I watched. We both watched it. And it was scary. It was like. You watched, you and your best friend watched it happen to your best friend. Yeah. Your like, family. Mm-hmm. Oh. And I was, you know, it's like you compare mm. your life to someone else's and you have to kind of figure out what you want. And I was like, I don't want that. You know, that scares me. Yeah. yeah. Was it like it was, I'm assuming, a very hard, like, difficult time for her? Like, could you see? She was young. We okay. were both young. Okay. But, you know, it got so bad that, like, they ran out of the country. Oh. And they're in another country now. Oh, wow. That was bad. Mm-hmm. So, I was like, I don't want that to be me. Have you spoken to her? Do you... Oh, yeah. We're still best friends. Oh, okay. Yeah. How, how are they in that country? Is you it, can't run from your problems. That's one thing. That's my mm. motto. You can't run from your problems. No mm. matter where you are. Like, you have to face it. You have to overcome it. Yikes. So, yeah, I don't think another country helped. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Damn, that's rough. Yeah. <laughs> that's really rough. You make, like, a, a, a huge move like that. Uproot your whole family. Go to yeah. a different place. And learn, like, a different culture. Mm-hmm. And, y'all, and it's still shitty. Yep. Same situation. 
Then, oh, especially if it's the, like the same thing too. It's like you were followed by a ghost, <laughs> like something haunting you. It's like I left the whole country. I'm in this whole other place, and like it's the same thing. Yeah, that's right. It's the same thing. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. People forget that they take themselves everywhere they go. Yeah. No, that's that's so true. That's so true. <laughs> forget about that shit. <laughs> Damn, man. That's rough. Either way, um, I'm glad that you're in this space that you're in and you're trying to make sure that you don't end up having to flee the country. Yeah. And, yeah. And, yeah. And try to go, try to go somewhere else. Hopefully that's, I'll be in this country for the rest of my life. <laughs> that's really nice, man. Yeah. Being a renovator, snowboarding. What else? What else calls to you? What else would you would you like to do in this lifetime while you're here? Hmm. Travel, of course. Travel. Have a farm. I want a farm so badly. What do you want to harvest? Like, or... I just, I want a lot of animals. Oh, okay. I want just chickens livestock. and some cows and a horse and okay. all kinds of things. Do you ride? I don't. Uh, have you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm, I'm not the best, but my best friends <laughs> ride horses, so I want to do it. I just want to have all that land and just take my horse and just, go on a ride. Just ride? Yep. Love horses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Of course. Yeah, I, I love, um, I love, I was going to say vibey, which was wild that I was going to use that word when I should use sentient uh, beings, animals, dogs, horses, small babies, because these are all things that those three things I just named, they're all not going to lie to you. Yeah. Like small children, babies. Horses and dogs are not lying. Yeah. So when they feel something about someone, that's that's what it's that's what they feel about that thing. So if horses don't fuck with you, they don't want to be around you. Mm -hmm. I've seen that happen. We have an equispective um, sort of program where we work, and so they took the mm -hmm. team out years ago, and. There was this one woman that came out there with us, and we all walked with the same horse. At some point, we were all supposed to go up next to the horse, introduce ourselves, <laughs> pet the horse, and then, like, start walking. Yeah. And the horse was supposed to just follow you. Mm -hmm. And for most of the people, the horse just started following. But there was this one lady. The horse didn't give a fuck. That horse was not budging for this lady. Mm -hmm. And it was the same lady where there was this dog. And I don't, listen, I'm not a zoologist. I don't know about dogs. I don't know about anything. But what I will say yeah. is that there was a dog out on our terrace with the family. The family's eating and they have the dog out there. And every time this woman stepped out there to go serve them, mm -hmm. the dog would go crazy, like yapping, barking, snapping. And yeah. he'd be like, whoa, whoa, stop, 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 stop. Mm -hmm. But then we would, so then we got curious, like j just in the kitchen, we got curious. So we just started sending human beings out there like, Earl, you go. Hey, you go. So people just start going out there. We easily sent 10 other human beings out there. Yeah. Not a peep from the dog. The dog was so well behaved. But then we're just like, hey, Donna, go back out there. Yeah. She walked back. Really? Right. They're just. And. And so I will trust a horse, a dog, and a, and a small child slash baby. Yeah. I trust those things. They're pure. Yeah. 
They yeah. tell you straight up how they feel about stuff. I've seen, yes, I've seen this happen time and time again. And I just happen to have very cool relationships with horses, dogs, yeah. and babies. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Those are, those are real, like, bullshitter detectors. Mm -hmm. Like, they really, really are. Like, babies, when you try to run up to them, if you try to do too much, like, you try to force the fun. Yeah. Like, you want the baby. You want to have fun with the baby. So, you're trying to now force the baby to have fun with you. A lot of times, babies, they'll just start crying. They don't want yeah. you to come to. You have, there's, like a, there's a certain energy. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, you have to allow the babies to come to you. Yeah. Same thing with, like, people's dogs. Like, I don't just. If I walk into someone's house, they have a dog or something. I'm, just, I'm not just running up to the dog. and just, yeah. I'm, I'm going to allow the dog to get acquainted with me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, there's just like these ways of doing things, man. Yeah. You just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but but horses, I used to ride when I was a child. I used to go to a place called um, Camp Bernie. Camp <laughs> In New Jersey. And we would go every summer and we'd go for like two or three weeks, uh -huh. my brother and I. And I learned how to do archery there. My brother did riflery there. Clearly tons of social sociability work because yeah. we were away from our parents mm -hmm. so you're just amongst a bunch of kids away from parents for three weeks at a time yeah uh, so i think that helped my communication skills a lot like sociability skills um learned how to swim well there okay. learned how to do like a ton of stuff there yeah but horse riding was one of them that i loved so so much yeah yeah it's it's therapeutic it is it is, it is therapeutic <laughs> it's, it's and it's beautiful. And then as I started going to polo matches last year, yeah, that's a you know most sports you just you know you're dribbling a basketball, you're hitting a ball with a racket or something like that. But to have a, another teammate in your sport and that teammate is an animal, mm -hmm. and you and that teammate animal have to be on the same accord, like that animal has to know what your body, what you're telling it, if your body moves over to the left a little bit, mm -hmm. or like if it feels you tense up the horse. That's that's mm -hmm. one thing that like Bella really taught me that was like kind of blew my mind is, cause you know, she rides. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And she's like, if you even start to, to think you're about to tense up, the horse already knows it. Like if you even start to think think negative thoughts or you get self-doubt about a jump you're about to take or a turn you're about to make or something the horse knows yeah. in advance as soon as you start to that's what's it's so weird like the sense that these animals have mm -hmm. to like just be able to know like you can't ride me right now like don't tell me to jump that thing you don't even think that we can jump this thing like the horse is yeah is smart as hell so i think that that would be that would be awesome okay so i completely understand having livestock having horses that you want to just ride through yeah. acres and acres of land. I've never been like a farm hand, so I wouldn't know how to, uh, you know, how to tend to chickens or yeah. cows or any of that stuff. I assume that would you be eating these cows and, or would you just, do you, know. do you eat beef? Oh like, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. So you do eat. Okay. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It depends. I do want, do you know what a Highland cow is? 
No. It's, it's just a cow, and it, it's a different type of cow, and it has long fur. Okay. And it, they're just super cute. So I, I'd want one of the, a few of those just for fun. Okay. But I, I, <laughs> just for fun. Yeah. Yeah. But I probably would have some to produce meat. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. There's just something my friend works for. The guy that I started doing this podcast with, his mm-hmm. name is Keon. <clears throat> he works for a company called Chapel Hills Farm. Actually, by the way, we get a ton of their beef. Okay. Um, um, in Middleburg, and their their beef, the cow is called Randall Lineback, mm-hmm. and it's one of the last remaining, uh, I guess, families of cow that that haven't been completely fucked with, like that just eat grass yeah. and just roam and live a happy life uh-huh. until they're killed. And they're not being fed shit like candy and candy wrappers. I've read about this, like just for the same yeah. reason that, well, it fattens humans up, and in the same way, it fattens cows up too. So they just yeah. a lot of cows are fed candy with all, and stuff, all yeah. so, all sorts of stuff. Yeah. But the point I'm getting at is, when you cook this meat, it's a completely different. And what's crazy is. When you when you elevate in life, it doesn't matter what it is. If you elevate any aspect of your life, you don't really want to go backwards. Mm-hmm. And you, you find yourself slowly but surely becoming a snob. Yeah. He is able to, to garner so much meat from this place that they're going to throw away. Maybe the label was packaged. It was like packaged mm-hmm. incorrectly the wrong label was put there, whatever the case is. So there's so much meat that employees take for themselves and for friends. And he has brought so much to me. So many different types of sausages and ribeyes and T-bones and, you know, New York strips and bavette steaks. And it's just the list goes on and on. Uh, Duck breast prosciutto, all different sorts of stuff. When you taste this beef, you just even when you ju- you're just patting it and you're tenderizing it and you're seasoning it, you just realize this it's does real. not feel like the meat. It doesn't look like the meat that I get from the supermarket. Yeah, oh, like it yeah. just it just doesn't. So I would understand wanting to be self sustainable in that yeah. way, where you have that you have your eggs. Eggs would be awesome. Eggs are great protein, great energy source. I would love to be able to just go outside and pick eggs. Yeah. That would pick up eggs. That would be fucking. <laughs> who doesn't pick up eggs? Uh, <laughs> pick them off a vine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that would be awesome. Having a garden, fruits and vegetables. I love the idea of people being self-sustainable. Yeah. Yeah, like having everything there—a generator, like you said, wood, a wood, wood stove. stove. Yeah. Yes, having a wood stove—that's always very nice. All that sort of stuff. Yeah. Fishing. Cutting logs. Yeah, I think there's something there's something deep to that that's like really calming and and beautiful. And again, self-sustainable. You know where the shit comes from. Yeah. You know like what process it went through to get to you. Yeah. That's always nice too. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're like a, a health nut at all. Like you want to be healthy to some yeah. degree and you don't yeah, want to just eat like a ton of whatever the fuck comes to, you know, your house from from, <laughs> from Walmart. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? No, like I, I get it. like. Do you grew up on a farm, so you have so you you not a had... farm. No, we haven't. I haven't grown up on a farm. Oh, 
But I want to. Oh, you I just wanna... oh you just want all these I things. It's not like something them. you. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, we're just on land. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I want. I want all. I want. I think it would be really cool to have an experience of all these. A city home would be nice. Yeah. A mountain home mm-hmm. would be nice. Um, a home in another country that is. When you talk about the sky and the stars, and you say it's slow. It's slow is a is a great way. That's it's a great way to put it. It's slow because there's clearly something nice about slowing down. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah. No, I'm th- I'm thinking about the I'm thinking about the different the different homes uh, that that I would create and. You know that that city life that a lot of people really feel extremely drawn to because of the hustle and bustle, and maybe you know you like to shop, mm-hmm. so there's no shortage of that whatsoever, and you love concerts, and you know what the fuck how else happens in big cities, parties, club life. Mm-hmm. I don't really want any. <laughs> Even even when it comes to the the vacations, mm-hmm. I like to go to places even if it's a tourist place on the off season. Yeah. When it's not like I'm not going to Maui in the middle of July, right? Or I'm not going to like the big island in the middle of July. Yeah. Where it's just going to be Disneyland all fucking week, where just millions of people are running through. Yeah. Like I like to do things, but do them. Just like at arm's length of huge, huge crowds. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I still like there to be some semblance of isolation if need be. Mm-hmm. So, like, city, not so much. Mountain, I could definitely do the mountain. I could definitely do the, I definitely understand the, the land part. Yeah. Um, all the animals, the dogs. I never grew, I didn't grow up with pets. Really? So, I don't know the love. I don't. Interesting. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Have you not met people that didn't grow up with pets, or no, not really. Not really. Most people I know had cats or dogs. Yeah, but I'm also like in the country. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You so know. everyone would have everyone because you had just something. Yeah. 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 No. Yeah. I never. I never. I never got that. Yeah. So I don't understand that love. But I. But I could. There's something romantic about that scene, though, mm-hmm. of just like having a country house with a bunch of land and two dogs. Yeah, and, and <laughs> what and yeah, and whatever else that you want out there, your chickens and your cows and all mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. Um, okay, all right, yeah, that sounds that sounds like a solid plan. I like where you're headed. Thank you. I like where you're headed in life. <laughs> yeah, this is a solid plan. This is nice. What? All right. So, what else do you have uh, as far as hobbies or loves? Is there music involved in life at all? Is there film involved in life at all? Is there any sort of artistic outlet involved in life at all? Hmm. What was the, how about this? What was the last thing you did that like excited you? Where you felt like, oh, this was a nice, this was a nice, you know, breath of fresh air? Hiking. Where? I love hiking. Um, I went to Harper's Ferry. Hey, uh, yeah. yes, I went there too recently. 
That's a yeah. cute little town. It's cute. Yeah, it's right near my house, honestly. Oh, like, good. 30, 20, 30 minutes away. Yeah. But it's so nice. I love hiking. What do you like about it? I just like the journey, you know? Like, I was, I went, oh God, maybe like two months ago with a friend, and I was like really upset over my ex boyfriend. Mm-hmm. We had just like kind of broken up again, whatever. And I told my friend, I was like, listen, Kayla. We're going on this hike. We're going to finish this hike. At the very end, you get to, like, the cliff in the overlook of Harper's Ferry. Yeah. And I was like, we're doing this. Like, it wasn't just a hike to me. It was it was an experience, you know? Yep. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like. And it was, especially because it, it's tied to this narrative about, you know, clearly trying to clear your head a bit. Yeah. Yeah. And I knew getting to the cliff was me reaching that goal, you know? Mm. And, I mean, it was an hour and a half hike one way. Right. And, I mean, she's every 20 minutes, let's just stop, let's just stop, let's just go back. And I was like, we are not stopping now. Like, we're 45 minutes into this hike. We're getting there. Like, I'm accomplishing this. I'm in a badass mood right now. Like, I need to get there to show myself that I did it, you know? And that's what I like about hiking, honestly. Yeah. There, yeah, there is something nice about it because there is there is talking that happens on it. Hiking is a, it's an interesting experience to do with other people because there's going to be time for talking. Um, there's not a bunch of cellular device interaction and interruption yeah. and it, distraction. But then they're also just going to be these long, especially if the hike's long enough, they're going to be these long intervals of silence yeah. where you're just hiking. Just hiking, and it's yeah. just the birds, and it's just Peaceful. the it's just the the crisp leaves and twigs snapping underneath your boots and stuff mm-hmm. like that, um, and your own thinking, right? Because yeah. clearly you were going through some shit, yeah, and you were trying to get over something, yep, and you felt like that helped, it, yeah, like you yeah. could feel that it actually helped. Absolutely, like after that hike, yeah, I'm still sad, but I was like, at least I did it. Like, I respected myself enough to finish that hike. Do the three hours, you know, go through the pain. Like, mm-hmm. Do you feel like you have also in the, the journey of that relationship? And I mean, I don't know. How long was it that you all were together, if you don't mind me asking? Mm, a year and a half. Okay. Yeah. And, and so within that year and a half to now, within that journey, right? Because I'm looking at that sort of similarly to the hike. Within that mm-hmm. journey... Did you feel like there was a summit? Um, and I don't necessarily mean within you all's actual relationship, like just a great moment for you two. But I just mean, was there a lesson or something being able to take, being able to uh, be taken advantage of afterwards where you feel like, OK, I went through that journey. And I got out on the other side. You're, maybe you're you still kind of a little broken up about it. Does it still kind of pull, yeah. pull at your heartstrings a little oh, bit? Oh, yeah. But do you, can you look back and see any one thing where you feel like you really learned something from everything yeah. that you went through? Yeah. A major thing I learned, it was the last time we talked, which was a few months ago. Him and I were on and off for a while, and I never, I never really respected his thoughts in the relationship, and... Once we finally ended it, it's because he lost all like all contact with me. He was like, I don't want to be with you anymore. I'm over you. And that just struck me. I was like, I just lost something that I so dearly wanted and loved. And it made me realize 
why is it now that I'm realizing that I loved him so much and that why am I realizing now that I should have tried harder? I should have listened to what he said. And it made me realize that when you do lose something you really love, you realize like, you realize kind of how much you love that person because you lost them, you know? Mm -hmm. You breaking up and getting back together a week later, it doesn't show you anything. You know, you don't learn, oh, I fucked up. I need to learn from that. So my biggest, my biggest takeaway from that is that when I do get in my next relationship, I need to understand my partner better. I need to respect how they feel. At times, I'm very stubborn. I don't mm. listen to other people. Mm. But I, I have to listen to them. If they're not okay with me talking to so-and-so, I need to take that in, evaluate it, like make sure their thoughts are thought about, you know? Mm. So that's one one thing, one big thing. What uh, what state do you get in where like the stubbornness takes over, where like you don't want to? What sort of set of circumstances do you find yourself in where the stubbornness takes over and you don't want to listen to anyone? Like what like what has to happen for that? Like let's say for instance, so basically what happened was, do you have Snapchat mm-hmm. the app? So I was Snapchatting. I have other male friends mm-hmm. and. He was always upset about that, never liked it. And I was always stubborn, like, you're just insecure. You're just like, he was like, guys can't be your friends. I was like, you're just insecure, like, blah, blah, blah. You're just toxic. But I realized that that was me being stubborn. I need to I need to see how his side of the story, you know, mm. because if tables were turned, I might not have been OK with that, you know. Yeah. But I, I let my. I let my thoughts like, nah, he's wrong. I'm right. I'm always right. Get ahead of me. And mm-hmm. then I'm like, oh shit, months later. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, months mm-hmm. later. Oh man, we're breaking up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. <laughs> man, I love life. <laughs> I do. I love it for that, man. It, it teaches us. It teaches us. It humbles us. Again, one must be humble underneath the stars. Oh, so humbled. Yeah, I've yeah. become humbled. It's such an empowering thing, though, to be finally humbled, you know? I'm so glad it happened to me. Like, <laughs> yeah. It makes you reevaluate yourself. Oh, absolutely. That shit is so, so necessary. It's so, it, yeah, yeah. It's, it's so necessary because when you're alone, there's no one telling you what to do. There's no, there's no one, like, none of your actions are contingent upon, you know, what might be going on with someone else. Like, you're just Mm -hmm. doing your thing. So then when you're with someone, you're like, okay, now we're a unit. Like, we're, we're working as a team towards some common goal. First of all, we have to figure out what the fuck that common goal is or else we're just a team with no aim, Mm -hmm. you know? And then we have to figure out what our individual roles in that unit are towards achieving that aim or that objective. Yeah. Right. And how we play off of each other in order to make sure that that thing gets done and we support each other. So it's yeah. So if if there's no humility in that, if there's mm-hmm. no humility on each side, then, yeah, it's just it's it's not going to happen because you're not going to give the space for the other person to shine where they yeah. ought to. Yeah. Maybe you're being a little overbearing, mm-hmm. you know, and, and stepping on toes when you shouldn't be. I also liken it to dancing, like dancing with someone. Yep. Like you, you know, you gotta you gotta know when to fall back and be the follow or when to be yeah. the lead and you know, all that all that sort of stuff. But okay, so that's that's what's <laughs> going on with that. Well that's good. I'm glad that you I'm glad that you came out of that with, with something. Oh 
with some sort of learning. And it's not just like, we well, you know what? Fuck that guy. He was a dumb, vulnerable uh, piece yeah. of shit. You know what I mean? You can now. I hate people like that. You, you <laughs> have, everything happens for a reason. Lessons are to be learned with everything. You know? Like, yeah, there's times where I'm like, he's a fucking bitch. I hate him. But I'm like, <laughs> and I look at myself. It takes two to make a good couple. Yeah, you know? yeah. That's a fact. So. <laughs> That's a fact. No, just good learning lesson. That's all it is. Yeah. It's just a, it's just a good it's just a good lesson. Mm-hmm. You'll look back at that and just be super super proud of yourself for at least being able to detect that there was something about you yeah. that could be changed. Yeah. And it just wasn't everyone else. But mm-hmm. that's a bit of that renovation brain in you. Yeah, fixing like, Well, yeah, like what can what can I do to make this better as opposed to let me just complain about this shit until I go to sleep at night? Yeah. Yeah, because that yeah. doesn't usually fix much of anything. No. <laughs> okay, cool. So what does that look like for you in the future as far as when you say, um, like, what they're... So do you have more of a a desire to want to listen to people in general like, do you feel like maybe you were missing that element when you were just listening to people in general, like taking people's thoughts uh, seriously was just like not so much a thing? Or was it just this particular human being that you were not taking seriously? <laughs> I, I think it's just so broad. I just I used to hate having people teach me lessons. I always mm. thought I need to teach myself that I get to tell myself what to do. I never liked other people being like you're doing this wrong, blah, blah, blah. So now going in the future, like now I'm like, I totally understand where he came from. Like I should have listened. But the thing is, I wanted to find that out myself. I wanted to find out that all my guy friends wanted to just fuck myself Mm. and not by you telling me Mm. because then I think that's toxic. Mm. So now I'm like, I need people to teach me lessons you know not only just myself learning the hard way yeah if that makes sense yeah there's a a interesting balance and everything right there's this interesting balance where i feel like in a relationship you're clearly hopefully if you can be honest with anyone it can be that person yeah hopefully that's the relationship you have like if if there's anyone on the planet hopefully it's your significant other yeah right (laughs) um Hopefully they're not your insignificant other. (laughs) And through those conversations, the longer you all talk and the more honest you get and the more you you learn about each other, you'll want to point certain things out to them and be like, hey, listen, babe, like Mm -hmm. you're not doing this thing very well. Like, (laughs) you really need to shape up on this thing. You're like, you know, I think I can help you with this or I think it'd be better if you did that. But, you know, it all comes with the delivery, too. You can't just be like, you fucking suck. You need to get better at this. You need to pick up. Or you need to pull your own weight. Like you can't, yeah. you can't come at them that way. But if you come at them with love and compassion mm-hmm. and some logic, like what you're saying actually makes some fucking sense, yeah. um, then that's a loving way of pushing forward. Mm-hmm. And then there's this whole other side where I think it's I think allowance is underrated. And allowance meaning allowing and expecting the other person to also just be a human being meaning they're gonna make mistakes yeah they're gonna fuck up they're gonna say some things they didn't mean they're gonna do some things they shouldn't have done and there has to be allowance for that Mm -hmm. 
Now you have to figure out exactly how much space you're going to allot for that allowance. But there has to be allowance for you, you know, you to be like, yo, listen, I don't think that what you're talking about makes sense because here's here's the kicker. Maybe he wasn't insecure. Like it, it, what you're saying didn't have to be 100 percent wrong. Mm-hmm. Right. Like there could have there was there could have been a large piece of him that was insecure because a more secure person could have said something to you like, well, listen, I'm completely fine with you snapping and hanging out with other dudes. It, that actually doesn't matter to me at all. If they're your friends, they're your friends. I trust you to know you and to be able to cross whatever bridge that you need to cross when you get to it. Yeah. So if for if any reason one of your guy friends did want to have sex with you and he made that available to you, that information, mm-hmm. then in that point in time, you could say, yeah, friend, I'll have sex with you or no friend. I'm not going to have sex with you. I'm yeah. actually going to go home to my boyfriend now. <laughs> right. So what I'm saying is your boyfriend could have just known, well, the way that things go, there's going to have to be a time where one of them tells you that they are interested. Because if they never tell you that they're interested in having sex, then it's never really even a problem. If they just stay in their lane and they find you attractive, but they just remain a friend and they stay doing that thing, then it's not even really a problem. It's just in in the back of their minds to be like, man, if Jordan would, I definitely would have sex with her. But we're friends and I know that. So I'm in the friend zone doing friend zone shit. Yeah. So if any of them ever divulge the information i would like to take this further then you could just simply be like well no you know i don't want to do that Mm -hmm. so it's not so that was what someone that was more secure probably would have said to you so what i'm saying to you is that there is insecurity in that person i'm not trying to put that person down at all but there but there is like the fact of the matter is that he was insecure so you weren't lying and also Maybe there was something that you could have done to help him feel a bit more secure. Yeah. Now, now whether you feel like that's your job or not is a whole other discussion, mm-hmm. you know. But, um, but yeah, you know, it, it probably could have been something to to do to aid his level of insecurity. Yeah, you know, and, and I didn't do that, right? And, I was like right. stubborn, you know. Yeah, so that that's more so what it was, because you probably could have continued to hang out with his friends or whatever, and he'd be fine if you would done something and shown good faith that mm-hmm. you weren't just like, man, fuck you. I'm going to hang out with fucking Tim and Jim. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? He's like, I'm yeah. Tim and Jim just want to have sex with you. <laughs> I don't care. Like, shut up. Like, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's nice uh, to now know that information. So yeah. going, yeah. going forward with whatever you decide to do in the future, but then it'll be fun. Do you like dating though? Are you? Yeah, I love dating. Okay. See, okay. Yeah. Shout out to you. That I never hear that answer. I I am so against like nowadays hookup culture. I mm. hate it. Like I feel like nowadays you can't even find relationships because people don't want it. They just literally want hookups. So I'm like, at this point, I'm not talking to anybody. I'm doing my own thing. Like that's where I'm at. <laughs> it's an interesting world out there when it comes to dating. Dating is the wild fucking west, especially yeah. these days yeah. with all the technology involved in it, and like people. All the different filters. People can just be whole different human beings. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's so... 
I had a friend that told me, this is a woman, yeah, that told me that she had sex with a guy in that, so she, uh, uh, I should, I should know her age, but I don't. I'm just going to say she's 32 as well. Yeah. <laughs> I think she's, yeah. And I think the guy was in his mid twenties. Um, and she said that having sex with him was like <laughs> watching someone get bored of like a porn scene and like keep skipping ahead to see something new or click on different videos. Yeah. Like that's what she was attributing to him. Yeah. Like that there was some porn mind that he had where you have so much access yeah. to porn that you just like click from video to video because you get so distracted and so bored with what it is you're watching that you just want the next thing and then the next thing mm -hmm. and the next thing. And so I bring that up because it was it was interesting that she remarked on that, that she felt like he was constantly trying to do something else in bed. Yeah. Like there was never any any fluid thread between positions and things like that. Like it was just yeah. like this thing, then this thing, then this thing. Like it, okay. like she felt like he was getting bored with yeah. positions and trying to like skip to the next scene. Mm -hmm. And her saying that, I was like, whoa, that's fucking weird to feel that whilst yeah. being intimate with someone yeah. In the bedroom. That does a very wild thing. But I think a lot of the reason that the dating world is the wild, wild west, as I called it, and it's so weird is because there's so much access. And people are so bored, mm -hmm. so fast, and they just want to move on to the next thing or see the next thing. And there are all these shiny silver spoons around that just yeah. boom, boom, boom. What's that? What's that? What's that? What's that? What's that? Because all they do is like scroll all day long anyway. So, again, yeah. everything that they do is just like quick and on to the next thing, quick and on to the next thing. Yeah. And so that dating world, yeah, it's it's I mean, it's the first time it's ever been like this in human history. Yeah. It's the first time. It like, wasn't they, like that in our parents' time. You like, could no one could ever just get on their phone. Like the, phones are just in our lifetime. Yeah. Like the phones back in the day, you could never have the access to just swipe and be like, oh I like you. No, don't like you. Yeah, I like you. Yeah, let's meet tonight. Like Yeah. It didn't happen like that. You you married Susan Lou from down the street that knew your parents because yep. you guys used to have like play dates when you were a child. And that's what it used to be when like our parents and their their parents were growing up. Now we just have access to so much. Getting out there would be interesting. I think that having the right attitude towards dating helps a lot like having the right attitude going into anything helps a lot so if you're going into dating i think knowing that you're not about to just find your soulmate swipe number one is one thing just just not expecting to make the very next person you go on a date with your boyfriend or your girlfriend mm -hmm. or wife or husband like forget about that just try to have fun Mm -hmm. Try to, it's that balance though. Try to have fun. Try to be safe and like really vet the people that you're going on dates with. Yeah. Right. As best you can. Um, if you're on the apps, I would definitely say, especially if you're a woman, to have text messages, phone calls, and I know a lot of people don't want to do this, but I would say 
FaceTime or some type of video mm-hmm. chat before going on dates with people, I would definitely, yeah. I would definitely recommend that. Um, so you can really get the vibe of the person because so yeah. many people are like, he was so witty and charming in his text messages. I don't know what happened. He was so dry when I met him. <laughs> text message? What do you mean? He had 30 minutes to compose that text message. Yeah. Of course it was witty and funny. Yep. He, what are you talking about? He could have ran that text message through a text message generator on Google or some shit yeah. like that. Who the fuck knows? Like You, you, have, to, you have to talk to that person. Yeah. You need to hear that person's voice or you need to see that person's face and have like a real fucking discussion with them before you yeah. go out on a date with them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it can be a whole lot of fun. I know when I was out on the on the apps just dating, I thought it was, I had a ball. But yeah. I had the right mindset about it. I, I knew what I was going into. Yeah. And, um, you know, I was just like open to whatever. It's like, okay, if we're gonna, maybe I just find a new friend. Yeah. Yeah. Like maybe... Like, we just go out and have a, a couple cool times. Maybe it ends up being friends with benefits. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe it's this or that. But I think you have to just be open to... To anything. Yeah, you just kind of got to let it happen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. No, never rush into anything. <laughs> that does not get you anything. <laughs> no, I mean, it gets you into a rushed situation. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I get it. <laughs> That's all. All right. So you. So right now you're just trying to uh, reassess, decompress, realign, get yourself together, make your money, yeah. get your land, your cows, chickens, dogs, <laughs> and snowboard. Yeah. yeah. Do we leave anything else out? You're not trying to. What else? You know, right. Renovate. Renovate houses. Yeah. Fix. Fix it. stuff up. <laughs> I think we got it. <laughs> I think we got everything. Is there anything else that we need to talk about? I appreciate you coming over here a lot. Thank you. Again, I think it's fun coming. <laughs> I'm so glad that you do. Again, I think that this is a very peculiar art. It's fun because we usually, and I didn't even have to tell you to put your phone away. You just have your phone away. Yeah. So that was nice. But again, immersive headphones, you yep. get like sucked into the pod and you get to have a conversation like you usually, in a cert, in a set of circumstances, you don't usually have mm-hmm you know, conversations, uh, you just get to chat and like learn about someone and shoot the shit, have some fun, yeah. you know, think about the future, think about the past a little bit, learn some things. <laughs> Hopefully it's an enriching experience yeah. altogether. Um, it's it, nice. I think communicating with people, it kind of opens your mind more. It, it expresses like your feelings that you might've submerged, you know, mm-hmm. that's what I love about talking like with people, you know, yeah. you can't hold feelings in for, for too long, you know? No, it doesn't usually go very well. No, no, that kills, that, that it. kills people. Yeah. It like really does it give people heart attacks and shit like yeah. that. Like organs start failing. You start stressing and just like suppressing all of the, any anger or hate or just deep sadness and trauma you just try to like pile it in yeah it's just a lot it's a lot of tension that's what i'm talking about like that's that's so much tension in your body and uh like it's just too much but you know that that's why i say it's interesting because you clearly like came here you were open to come and doing this but it was funny because then you had that sort of inverse quality where you do get stubborn and you don't want to listen to certain people. You don't want to have certain conversations. So it would be interesting to to see you go from this, 
the way I've seen you to go to get into one of these modes where someone's trying to talk to you and you are not fucking having it. Like you do not want to hear that yeah. information. It would be interesting to see the difference between this Jordan and that yeah. Jordan. Like whatever has to happen. That would be interesting. But, you know, ultimately, I I speak highly about my gratitude for anyone that comes here because as I already remarked on at the very, very beginning, this is, it's a new space. Like podcasting is a kind of old, but relatively to all the other technology and different art forms, new space. Mm -hmm. And so to, for you to come here and do something that again, you don't normally, I mean, I don't know how often you sit with headphones and talking to microphones in front yeah. of people for like two hours straight <laughs> and just sit there and talk. But it's a, it's a peculiar thing for other people. And I, I like to show my gratitude and my awareness that it is a peculiar thing because I'm on 161. Clap it up for us. This is us. We're at 161. Um, but for you, this is episode one. Yeah. You know, so I, I applaud you and I'm very grateful that you would just come here and do this very peculiar thing with mm -hmm. this strange guy from work you know what i mean like that's a very very cool thing that we were able to come together and yeah. do this and i appreciate that from you yeah, and i appreciate you. your time yeah thank you very much all right are we good I we got everything good. all right jordan thank you very much for coming <laughs> to see me and bye everybody thank you for listening episode 161 <laughs> Woo! oh Peace. wow now Peace. it's different yeah it's very Woo. different i know